cliffcentral.com As you may have gathered from last week if you were listening live we started talking to Sean Sanders the founder of Revix they're a brand new uh, cryptocurrency index business where you could actually buy into that and and they will track the the most successful and the most interesting cryptocurrencies for you so you don't have to do any of the thinking or research around it but we've just scratched the surface because um sean has more to tell us as i mentioned just a moment ago bitcoin at eight thousand seven hundred and nineteen dollars so things are looking quite um quite promising over there at the moment so sean how are you Hi, Gareth. I'm good and you. Good, man. Excellent. We're going to talk today a little bit about some of the platform bundles. So can we dive into some of the basics around this so we can hope, hopefully educate a few of the people who are not sure of what this is and for the people who do know what it is, just give them an idea of how exactly Revix works. So what are crypto platforms? So let me just – I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. Go for it. A minute or so. so essentially platforms is it's like a sector in the world of crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like tech or resources in the world of stock, the stock market. Right. Um, and what makes platform oriented blockchains so interesting is that they have the potential to completely reshape the way the global commerce operates and the way we interact with one another. Okay. It's just an exciting sector in this crazy crypto world. And I guess to really understand how platform blockchains work, you need to go back to the beginning. Um, and this is where Bitcoin, which was essentially the first blockchain protocol that enabled peer to peer payments. And this is just one use case of blockchain technology. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, that's a pretty big use case. Um, and <laughs> But the thing is that there's all these other use cases out there. There's hundreds of industries that could be revolutionized using blockchain technology. And this is where the early crypto pioneers like Vitalik Buterin really saw an interesting um, opening for general purpose blockchain. And I guess the best way to think about um, how a platform blockchain operates or what a general purpose blockchain is is to kind of go back 20 years or so ago with the mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, essentially, look, mobile phones could do nothing but handle a call. They did nothing, and that's if they handled a call. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years, and iOS and Android, they've enabled millions of developers all over the world to build applications on these operating systems. And that's essentially exactly what the likes of Ethereum, Tron, EOS, and Cardano are all looking to do. For platforms, right? See, I'm I'm confused because there are all these people who are, are are either massive acolytes and fans of of cryptocurrencies and more especially of blockchain technology, which is what what underlies most of this. Um, but then there are people who are just dead against it. I was speaking to someone last week who's actually the CEO of one of the major banks, and he was saying to me, "Oh, you know what? This cryptocurrency thing, not a believer at all," and said that that. Blockchain technology takes up so much power, just in terms of electricity, that he said he doesn't think it's sustainable. What do you think of that? Well, I guess that's, you know, the proof of work versus the proof of staking debate, yeah. which is, yeah, you know, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, when, you're plat- when you're on a platform, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're using proof of stake over proof of work. Right. Um, it does use up a lot of electricity, but at the same time, you know, mining uses up a lot of electricity. All these other industries use up a lot of electricity. Yeah. And again, this is an industry, right? I mean, I know people <laughs> like to think about it as you know, a bunch of kids playing around on their PCs, but the crypto world is pretty big and, you know, we're nearly approaching the $300 billion big. So, so just to go back, yeah. to go back to platforms for a second, what are, what are these, these blockchain platforms trying to achieve effectively? 
because I hear you know the argument from you about all these applications that they could potentially have, and I I don't disagree at all. Um, we may we may end up doing so much on on blockchain that ultimately it becomes the only trusted way to do anything. But but what are they trying to achieve these platforms at this stage? Well, it's essentially like rewriting the internet. It's kind of like going to Web 3.0. Um, so if you think about it today, uh, you've got the internet that was an enabler, right? Mm-hmm. It allowed the companies such as YouTube, Airbnb, Uber, you know, they provide very valuable services. Sure. Um, but if you if you think about it, I mean, most of what they do is just a set of very complicated contracts or, or, or logic, right? Um, to order an Uber through Uber, as an example, you would use the app, you would call a driver, and the driver would arrive. And how that happens is essentially just something that is an application that could be placed on a blockchain. So you essentially could get a government that's involved that builds this decentralized application. Um, and this decentralized block app- blockchain application wouldn't necessarily extract the fees the way that Uber does. Mm. And this is the way that platforms can work. You can build applications on top of blockchain. So you don't just have, you know, payments. You don't just have Bitcoin payments. You've got a lot of other things, really, really cool things at the moment. Sean, um, what differentiates these platforms from each other? Well, there's, there's kind of this trifecta in the blockchain development world where, where you can't have security, scalability, and decentralization. So you can't have security of a blockchain mm-hmm. um, without certain measures being put in place. You can't have the scalability, so the number of transactions that can be processed every minute or every second, and you can't have decentralized uh, decentralization at the same time. So if you look at the likes of, say, EOS versus the likes of Ethereum, mm-hmm. those two are completely different on a decentralization basis. EOS is far less decentralized, but it's able to handle 30 times the amount of transactions of Ethereum. But Ethereum's more, far more decentralized and far more secure, but not as scalable. Right. Okay. So in, in other words, it's like uh, something being attached to these three strings and each string is made shorter or longer depending. And so in the triangle, the little thing in the middle moves around to whichever corner is, is pulling it at the hardest. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm trying and to, I'm trying to draw a mental picture because for some of us, it's not as easy to understand these things. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, maybe looking at a few different use cases will help, right? So this is on top of the Ethereum blockchain, like I said, that these, these decentralized applications, which are just like applications on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about one out there, it's called Filecoin. Now, what does Filecoin do? Essentially, it allows you to use your hard drive as a means to earn income. Yeah. So you can essentially load the file drive data and software on your computer. You can leave your computer to run and your hard drive will then be rented out essentially in like an Airbnb sort of model to somebody else and you get rewarded in Filecoin. So you no longer need to have servers all over the world, uh, Hmm. which is, I think, pretty rad. I mean, your next door neighbor could be keeping whatever you have on your PC that's encrypted that he could never see just on his PC and you get rewarded for it. Yeah, sure. And and processing power can be put to better use because people who have machines that are on but not doing anything can make those machines work for them. Exactly. And that's Gollum that works on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, another really cool project going on at the moment is Nike's Crypto Kicks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. No, or, tell me. You know, there's not too much out there in the market at the moment, but essentially they've put a patent out and they've had the patents accepted whereby uh, they're going to create a marketplace. And this marketplace is going to be for non-fungible tokens. And what this essentially means is that you can go and, say, design a pair of Nike shoes. You can put them up on the marketplace. And for individuals that go and buy these shoes, you get the royalties. You've, you're a designer. 
mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they've created decentralized product design. Fantastic. That's very, yeah. very cool. All right. So, so let's just get back to Revix. How, how does your platform bundle make investing easier in this sector? I mean, a lot of people have been listening to this now and they, they, they might be thinking, wow, okay, this is, this is great. I don't necessarily understand it, but it sounds to me like something worthwhile. Um, how does your, your bundle help to make all of this more sensible for the rest of us? Yeah, so I mean, it takes a while to really grasp a platform bundle, just like the same or a platform in general, right? And it's the same as when you're thinking about the internet for the first time, like yeah. what is HTTP and like what are all these things? So right. what we've done is we've essentially tried to make it a lot more simpler. We've tried to make it easier. You're not going out there and trying to guess that Ethereum is going to be the winner or EOS is going to be the winner or maybe Condano or Tron because there's 50, 60 different <laughs> platform-based cryptocurrencies gunning for top spot. You, you lost me moment, after EOS. <laughs> sorry? You lost me after EOS. <laughs> Tron? <laughs> Tron, Condano, these are all uh, Eastern-focused cryptos. Okay. So they have, they have Eastern development teams and, all right. you know, it's just a different world really. So, yeah, look, what we're trying to do is we're saying there's no guaranteed winner in the space. You've got Intel, which is building across EOS, Condano, and, uh, and Ethereum. You've got big corporates. You know, you've got Visa doing exactly the same, building across multiple blockchains. Right. And, you know, why are they doing this? They're hedging their bets. They're saying that they don't know if Ethereum is going to be this platform blockchain. They don't know if, um, if EOS is going to be this, this platform blockchain that's going to, you know, be the success story of tomorrow. So what we're saying is rather own a diversified bundle of platform focused blockchains. Right. And that'll be the best thing for the long-term outcome in terms of investment returns. Well, go and take a look. You can find out more on uh, Revix's platforms by going to cliffcentral.com. You'll see Beyond Bitcoin is what we're doing every week. Um, and it's nice to talk to you, Sean. Have a good week. And we'll catch up with you, okay. hopefully, hopefully some more great price news this time next week. Amen. Yeah. Have a good one. All right, dude. Thanks very much. There's Sean Sanders, Revix, and you can find out more by going to cliffcentral.com. You can download the first episode or you can re-listen to this one, and there'll be plenty more in the way of updates coming up. So we're getting into the higher-grade stuff this time mm-hmm. around Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and, and all the various platforms. So now you understand a little more, I hope. Cliffcentral.com.